Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Well, 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 it wasn't to be for Rangers, but Eintracht Frankfurt, what a magnificent journey. Undefeated in the entire competition, and they win the Europa League Cup for the first time since, well, more than 40 years, really, 1980, when it was the UEFA Cup. Tremendous stuff from the Bundesliga side against the Scottish Premiership side. We've got a lot to discuss, of course. James Bench and some guy, I think he's, he's <laughs> I think he's called uh, Michael Lahoud. I can't remember. Oh, he hasn't no, been here for man. a while. And also Jonathan Johnson will come soon. But wow, Europa League final. Que golazo. Rica begins right now. Hey, everybody, welcome to Que Golazo. Que Golazo put on Twitter, youtube.com forward slash Que Golazo. This is a live show. Throw in your comments for James Bench and Michael LaHood. Jonathan Johnson is in the house as well. Let's welcome him in already. Let's do it. JJ, I'm just doing the intros. How are you, buddy? JJ, James Bench, Michael LaHood, we're all here. So throw all your questions, all your comments. Let's do this. Well, I was going to do this by order of appearance, but Michael, you know, you had a good time now. The married life, you feel that you can come whenever. Let's go with James Bench first. James Bench, how are you, buddy? Your reactions after that victory from Eintracht Frankfurt went to penalties once again, just like last season. Yeah, I'm just glad it's over, really. I didn't think that game might never end. Um, it, it wasn't a, uh, a glowing advertisement for Europe's second-tier competition, but like, you know... It it, it it produced the drama in the end. Um, I think this was maybe two teams that would really have liked to have been playing someone a little bit more prestigious, a little bit better, so that they could lean into the underdog role. And um, it's obviously it's a, it's a real shame whenever uh, any player has to be the full guy on what were a series of, of excellent penalties all around, except that one by Aaron Ramsey. Mm, I, I don't really think you can say it's not as glamorous when you reach the final venue European competition. I loved this game. This is what finals are all about. Yes. It, it, no, it's not the sexiest not of that games. It wasn't, not that it wasn't glamorous, but it, it was more that this were two teams that would want to play a big team that would feel obliged to dot. You know, if this was Barcelona against mm. Rangers, Barcelona would have to come out and dominate the game and, um, you know, control possession. Rangers could hit them on the counter. Kind of what I meant was you have two teams here that don't would like, would be happier trying to sit back, hit on the counter and, and win that way. Yeah, well, I, the Bench, thank you. You always set me straight, except when it comes to the Premier League. We'll discuss that later. Okay. No, it, when it comes to this match, I loved everything about it. One, it feels awesome to be back, to see all of you lovely faces. And this match is what championship games and final games are all about. Not every game is going to be 3 nil end-to-end stuff it's a chess match and I thought these two teams they gave it everything that they could and at the end of the day penalty kicks seem to be the formula for success in Europa League final competition yeah absolutely I mean I think it to an extent it was always going to be a very tight uh very tetchy affair uh you know I've 
we were saying in the in the build up that these are two teams who kind of are better reacting to what the opponent's doing, which you know kind of feeds off of James's point a little bit, as opposed to actually sort of setting the tone for the game. And I think that's why Eintracht at one point looked like they might. Uh, you know, have have let the game get away from them. It was an awful mistake uh, that gave Rangers the the opportunity to open the scoring. Uh, you know, but they did get themselves back into it, and then uh, you know showed g- the greater nerves from the from the penalty spot. So I think it was always going to be quite tight. My prediction was that Frankfurt would fight back uh, and win it after extra time. Uh, I think Stefan, who was on doing the preview with us, actually called penalties. Uh, so a very good shout from that him. That was me, Jonathan uh, Johnson. Um, it was you. Yeah, please. Uh, it, was, uh, it, was you, it, was you, it was you after I forced you into it. Please give me some credit, okay? Uh, I, I, but I did, predict, I did predict Rangers would win it in penalties, so I jinxed them right there and then. But, uh, but to your point, though, um, obviously, I think everybody can agree here that it was tight. It was uh, in many ways because they're both counterattacking the teams by nature that kind of canceled each other out in, in many facets of the game. They didn't know what to do with the ball. Sometimes when they had it, they just went forward and aggressive. I mean, we'll talk about everything in a second. I just want to give everybody a a call to action here, by the way. We want to thank you for all your support to send in your questions. We'd love to answer them. But we've got a $100 Paramount Plus gift card to give away today. And it applies to U.S. residents only. Okay, so all my Peruvians are probably, you need to just leave now. All right, but to enter, follow Kego Lasso Pod on Twitter. All right, if you want to enter, follow Kego Lasso Pod on Twitter and drop your Twitter handle along with P plus in the chat. Or for those not watching live in the comments section, and our producer will will pick out one lucky winner. We'll announce today's winner on Saturday, Sunday's live weekend recap show. Just going to put P plus in the chats basically all right let's keep going here let's go around the circle uh, one more time here james bench uh, jonathan johnson uh, brought something up i think you started it as well you know where do you think the game could have gone at the very least in those 90 minutes uh if rangers you know could have gotten this victory because you know it, it wasn't pretty the first half was a very ugly game it was very ugly to watch i think the second maybe got a little bit better but did you anticipate something different i guess when the game started um, not necessarily. Uh, I, I think, and I'll, I'm, we can maybe talk about this a bit more. I, th- I think the truth was it was always going to be tough for Rangers because it should always be tough for Rangers. They they just don't have, you know, they have really good players um, and some players who I'm sure will come on to talk about who really emerged with their reputation enhanced from this game. But, you know, they don't have financial superpower. They don't have big names across the side. You know, this is a team that I think in their last accounts turned over about 50 million, which is what about what PSG pay for their, for their attack. Like, you know, I always catering actually. (laughs) You do. (laughs) I always thought that this, you know, the kind of the quality would tell, but actually there was a moment where it looked like it wouldn't. And I think the real pity Mm. for, from a Rangers perspective and even from the, a general perspective, I thought we witnessed that an absolute masterclass from, from Connor Goldson and, uh, Calvin Bassey in particular, two yeah. two players that, you know, with no great heralded name. I remember watching Connor Goldson when he was playing for, for Shrewsbury Town a few years back. And they, they were phenomenal. And I thought it was particularly cruel for Rangers that are the only mistake either of them made when, when Goldson didn't attack his his front post and, and Rafael Barre got through was what won the game. Cause because that aside, they they had Eintracht Frankfurt pretty much at arm's length. There were there were some good chances in the first half, but nothing hugely dangerous. I thought Ryan Kent looked like he could win this game on his own. He just kept running into this wall of, of white players as as Frankfurt were, were pushed further and further back. So 
sadly, you know, for, for Rangers, it, it really does pivot on that on that Goldson mistake. I still thought he was absolutely wonderful, um, although Calvin Bassey would be my man of the match. Um, but if, if they got away with that moment, I think they might have been able to hold on and win it 1-0. I agree with you when you say Calvin Bassey, man of the match. He was also the player that I was going to pick if Rangers won this match for man of the match. But in the first half, I thought Frankfurt for about 40 minutes were the better team. I thought they were the team that looked less shell-shocked. I think Rangers, barring the first five minutes, they look shell-shocked. They look like the team that I kind of expected them to be like, holy crap, this is the Europa League final. And they played right in the Frankfurt's hands. Remember how Frankfurt got to this final. They're high press. They're very comfortable allowing you to have the ball, allowing you to have 60% possession if you want, because they're very efficient. Remember, they're German. Efficiency's in their blood. It's in the DNA of their league. And they squandered a couple chances. You know, the Japanese attacking midfielder, I don't think he was as sharp. He had a half chance. Yeah, Kamada. He had a a half chance in the first half that he was trying to do a little bit too much. And in the second half, as soon as Rangers scored the goal, he had a golden opportunity, 1v1 with McGregor, and he lobs it over the net. I think missed opportunities is what allowed Rangers to take advantage of that half chance and convert it to a goal. But I think Frankfurt, they were deserving of getting the equalizer in the end. I think there were a few flashpoints during this match. I mean, we haven't got onto the Lundstrom, uh, you know, potential sending off uh, quite early on yet. Let's get into it. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> I mean, you know, when your foot is up that high, there's always going to be some debate. <clears throat> but I think in a match of that kind of stature, a referee is always going to look for a way to avoid showing a red card that early on and potentially yeah. ruining the spectacle. Yeah. Uh, you know, th- then again, uh, you know, he's he's a player who's not exactly... Uh, uh, you know, shy uh, in in moments like these. You know, it's not the first time that we've seen you know this the, this kind of challenge go in. But as I was saying, it's it was one of a number of flashpoints because let's not forget as well, Rangers very easily could have won that in extra time had Kevin Trapp not made an absolutely phenomenal save. And to be honest, yeah, Kevin Kevin Trapp, you know. Obviously, you know, the hero for saving uh, the penalty from Aaron Ramsey as well, but he's been phenomenal uh, for Frankfurt in this run to the final as well. And this, I mean, for for me, somebody who saw him really struggle under the pressure at PSG and then go back to Frankfurt and succeed in the way he has, you know, it is it is quite rewarding, uh, you know, to to see a player sort of, you know, in the image of his team, uh, you know, succeeding in the, in the way that he has. And, uh, you know, I think... There were a couple of fine moments there where the game could have been decided in either team's favour. Because I think if Lundstrom goes off that early, Frankfurt probably win it in 90. Uh, but then again, if Rangers score at that moment in extra time, uh, I don't think uh, you know that uh, it even gets to penalties. Just on that foul, I mean, I, I kind of agree. I mean, you know, I understand the point JJ's making there. You know, it's a final and, you know, it's up to the referee to let the sort of spectacle flow. But I think we also have to to call a spade a spade here. That's a red card challenge. Um, you know, it is a, a challenge that disgraces John Lundstrom and the Belinda Carlisle-inspired chant. John Lundstrom is the best on earth. You know, it's a, a, a disgrace to that chant. You know, it may be late in the UK, James Bench, but you still got it, my friend. Well done. <laughs> I would, I would, I'd, I have to say, I think he, he deserves three matches, not just banned, but without that chant. <laughs> um, it was, and it was, a, but it was a really poor decision. And I think you know, in those, in the, you know, I imagine that Christina and Cole would say the same thing. Like, 
you of course have to understand the spectacle, but a red card challenge is a red card challenge. And I thought he should have gone for that. I don't understand how VAR didn't instruct him to, to do that. Obviously I know they can't then say you should give it a yellow, but uh, yeah, I thought he should have been gone. And actually, you know, having him on the pitch helped Rangers a lot in their good moments. It was really I mean, good to see, reason. to see no booking at all was pretty yeah. uh, remarkable. And I, I agree. I think it was uh, the ref really just thinking to himself, man, this is a final. It's the beginning yeah. of this game. I don't want to ruin anything. It was kind of There's similar. There's Rangers fans. Who yeah. Be yeah. 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 And the ref was walking He's, by Rangers fans. Well, exactly. The ref probably has a cousin. He probably has a the, other point, though, the other point that I wanted to make, though, is that yesterday when I was watching uh, Sheffield United, Nottingham Forest, Michael Oliver was treating that game totally different to how he would ref a Premier League match as well. And sometimes I think like the atmosphere, the environment in itself makes you think I'm going to ref this in a different way. But I'm with you, James Bench. This is, uh, you know, at the very least a yellow, definitely a red uh, for me. Shades of Nigel de Jong, they're saying there. By the way, we've got a good question here. I wonder if any of you have the answer for this. I believe Dan Kane has it. Uh, Des Norris has a team ever finished bottom half of their league because uh, obviously Eintracht Frankfurt were 11th at the end of the season in the Bundesliga and qualified for the Champions League. Good question here. Do, 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 I mean, I wouldn't think so. We've had, In England, we've had two teams, haven't we, that didn't finish in the top four. I mean, I remember with Liverpool in 2005, Yep. You know, they had to go all the way through the qualifiers. Um, and obviously, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't until quite recently that we introduced, uh, the UEFA introduced Europa League winners get a Champions League spot. So I would be really surprised. The only two that come to my mind from an English perspective are, are Liverpool and, and Chelsea winning the competition, the Champions League and coming back in. But even That's then, they, the one I was they weren't bottom. Was doing, they, weren't yeah, bottom. They, they were higher up. Yeah, exactly. I can't think of one. Jonathan Johnson, Michael LaHood. I don't know. It's a good question. I believe no. I mean, to your point, James Bench, is partly because this is a recent new uh, ruling where the Europa League winner goes to the Champions League as well. That's part of it. But I mean, I think this probably is the first time ever in history such a low seeded in terms of the domestic competition to win a, a, a trophy. It's remarkable. Remarkable stuff here. Michael? Yeah. Oh, JJ, yeah. go ahead. Anybody jump in. No, no I was going to say, I was just going to say, uh, you know, JJ. well, no, it, I mean, Villarreal were seventh, I think, in La Liga when they won it last mm. uh, season. But that, you know, that doesn't compare with Eintracht Frankfurt still being in the bottom half. Mm. Uh, you know, otherwise, I think when you, when you look at, I mean, you know, people will say what they want to say about the Europa League uh, and uh, its predecessor, the UEFA Cup, but there's always been some, you know, quite high quality teams in there. When you look at the ultimate winners, uh, you know, okay, perhaps there's been some unexpected finalists, but the team that ultimately ends up winning it is normally one there or thereabouts uh, in the top half of their table, certainly in the, in the two thousands. Yeah. Although I think it's true that you end up having, sorry, I know I'm talking a lot. Oh, yeah. Although I, it is true that I think, it will quite often take a lot out of your season to get this far. Um, I remember talking to uh, you know someone that ran the um, medical department or the, the strength and conditioning department at a Premier League club that was in the Europa League, just saying, even though it's hard to explain, the Thursday Sundays are so much harder than Wednesday Saturdays. Obviously, mm. you quite often you're flying further. Um, you know, you're maybe not playing on as good pitches. The squad is is being rotated a lot more. It's in and out and um, I think it's a really demanding competition and I, I suspect we would have seen that with Frankfurt this season. I, I think if you look at this Frankfurt team, look at the subs. 
that they brought in versus what Rangers were able to bring in, the experience, the depth. They don't really have a lot of depth on this team and the roster makeup, so they have to prioritize which league or which competition they're going to focus on. And you typically see that with clubs outside of Borussia Dortmund and Bayern Munich. You, If you're in European competition you make a run, you have to go for it. RB Leipzig, they almost crashed out of Champions League qualification through the league because they went for it in the Europa League. They're not a team that has a lot of depth either. For Frankfurt, they play in the German Bundesliga, which was the most competitive team next to the Italian Serie A this season. If you look from third place to about 10th, maybe even sneak 11th with Frankfurt winning the Europa League this year, it is competitive as hell. You had to wait till almost the last three games of the season, maybe even the last two, to book your ticket to Europe. So that tells you how good the German league has gotten this season. And it shows in the quality of what Frankfurt was able to do. Look at the opposition they beat to get to this final and then obviously win it. No, they didn't play against the marquee name in the final, but they earned every single ounce of respect to get to this final. I mean, they embarrassed Barcelona at their home ground. That's not easy to do, especially against the resurgent Barcelona side under Xavi this season. I don't think anyone can really argue uh, that, that Frankfurt didn't deserve to get to the final, but I think we can we can also say the same of Rangers as well. Nobody gave them a chance up against the likes of uh, Leipzig, uh, you know, yet for them to pull it off and, you know, and, and get there was an achievement in itself. And I think something else to bear in mind, especially on the, the argument about squad depth, uh, you know, is how, uh, you know, Rangers were really undermined by the fact that they had so many issues uh, in their attack. You see Kemar Roof come on literally just in time for the penalty shootout. He was a big miss uh, from the start. No Morelos at all. Another source of, of goals for Rangers. So, you know, perhaps with a few fewer injuries or fitness issues, you know, perhaps this is a different affair. Yeah, no, absolutely. The only other thing that I was going to add that Stefan Bjomikowski said a really good thing in the preview. The reason why um, Eintracht Frankfurt you know, are 11th and kind of fighting up, aside from the fact that they're fighting against the Goliaths. It's also the fact that they're, because they're such a counter-attacking team and they're, they're, they're relying a lot on, on sort of what the opponent does, that often doesn't suit them in the Bundesliga. Perfect for a knockout competition because they know exactly what they see in a different type of opponent and then they just go at them. So it's a little interesting uh, piece of information that Stefan brought in the preview. It was, it was a good one. All right, we're going to uh, take a break. Uh, before we take a break, by the way, just wanted to remind you that we've got a, a giveaway as well. I'll remind you right after the break as well, but please keep your questions coming. Jonathan Johnson will say goodbye right now. Uh, he's in Paris, so it's even later for him jj thank you so much buddy for being here i appreciate you as always jj thank you thanks a lot guys always a pleasure and looking forward to uh doing this live from paris in a couple of weeks at the champions league final with james bench exciting exciting the uh, fancy restaurants five star michelin Star eating, isn't it? Don't let him in there. Don't worry, I've got lists as long as your arms. Oh, oh, God. Here we go. Here we go. Jonathan Johnson, thank you so much. All right, everybody. Uh, we're going to take a break. Michael LaHood, James Bench, LME. This is our Europa League final recap. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about this game and some other uh, finals to look ahead to as well, exclusively on Paramount Plus and CBS Sports. And that will be it all right so Kigo Lasso will be right back hey I'm Brett Podolsky 
co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back, everybody. Gigolasso, Europa League final recap. Eintracht Frankfurt wins it in penalties against Rangers, their first European trophy uh, for more than 40 years when they won this exact thing, when it was called the UEFA Cup, of course. And we have James Benj in the house. Michael LaHood, Jonathan Johnson joined us earlier. By the way, we're giving away a $100 uh, Paramount Plus gift card. So just make sure that, you know, go on uh, your, write in your Twitter handle in the live chat. So write in your Twitter handle in the live chat or comment section for a chance to win. Our producer will pick out one winner for free access to one of the biggest catalogs on live and on-demand content known to mankind. Champions League, Europa Conference League, Serie A, the Scottish Premiership, of course, NWSL, NFL, movie series, Keenan and Kel, South Park, the real world. Come on, are you kidding? How could you not? You got to go there. All right, so make sure that you throw in your Twitter handle and some comment section, P+. We want to give it to you. All right, let's go back to this final Michael LaHood, Eintracht Frankfurt with a good victory here. Can I just for a second, mm. please, can we just wax lyrical? Just just, just enlighten me, Michael, just, just for a second. I really believe that Kostic's crosses Ooh. are incredible. Like, oh. he's so good. H- how good is he? Do you rate him as high as I, I do and others do? He's, he's unbelievable. I, I love watching him just strike a soccer ball. It, it is like opening a sports illustrated catalog. Well, I'm not going to go deep down that rabbit <laughs> hole, but you know what I'm getting at. It, it, just, it, it is just poetry in motion. The effort and the lack of effort really that he just puts into striking a ball. One of his first services in the first half, he didn't even look at where he's going to hit it, puts his head down, connects with the ball and the ball looks to just, be on a string and bend around, just defying the laws of physics, bending around Rangers defenders. And of course, Calvin Bassey, as he did throughout the evening, except for one time, was there to save a potential goal. But when he scored that penalty kick, I just remember thinking to myself, God, I would love him at Manchester United. God, the poor guy doesn't have anybody to find anybody to cross it for Michael Lefebvre. Why, why do you want to punish Costage like Air that? CR7, <laughs> baby. Air CR7. First James, class Mitch, help me out here, please. Yeah, no, we're not doing this anymore. I mean, I thought the best <laughs> one was the, the sort of like, was it the 90th minute? It was like a sort of cross shot where he was yeah. like, I'm, I'm hitting this. So what do you think it was? Do you think it was a cross or a shot? I think it was kind of both. I yeah, think yeah. It was like a mix. Yeah. His kind of view was 
uh, if I hit this, I, I think probably like he was aiming at like the post or just inside mm. it. Like, you know, I'll bend it away and McGregor will, might be thinking, oh, this is going white. It's just something to provoke a bit of panic. Um, yeah. and, he was totally you know, like, oh, f- this. I'm just going <laughs> to throw it in. All right. Sorry. Yeah, not, just beat that out. But I absolutely. Mean, I just feel like it's so good. You don't know what to do with those kind of crosses. You know, we grew up, or at least I grew up in the David Beckham era, of course, and he would like swiftly put it over. It was like a, a, a beautiful, you know, a bird diving into water. You kind of knew where it was going, but you couldn't stop it. This is like a missile. Boom. I mean, you I- just don't know where it's going. I thought he was actually kind of quite quiet for a lot of this game mm. until that Rangers goal, um, which really woke him up. Um, I thought Rangers had done a quite excellent job of quieting him down, especially considering they they, they kind of went for a back four, which I thought he might get space. You thought, wait, wait, you thought Kostic was quiet up yeah, until yeah, yeah. the Rangers goal? I mean, yeah. he was no. for for what we know him as. He's the leading creator in, oh, in this competition. In, like in, in terms of that, yes, but a lot of their chances – were coming down the right hand or left hand side from him getting in the attack. If anything, I thought he baited Travenier into getting really high up the field. Kostic played uncharacteristically low in possession when yeah. Frankfurt had the ball, which then baits Travenier higher up the field. Mm. And what does that do? It hits Frankfurt right on the counter, hits him into that space where now Goldson and Bassey are running, putting out fires. And I, I thought that was actually a tactical move for him to stay further back. That's interesting. I, I thought it never kind of like quite translated to him being influential in the final third. I mean, if you kind of look at the numbers, although, I, you know, I think that's a really good point and might kind of encourage a different look at the numbers. But it, I mean, from the 20th minute to the 68th minute, no chances created. And that, that one in the 20th was his, his only chance before. I mean, he was what I would say is that he was quiet by the standards he has set. And, yeah, you know, as, as you say, you leading that. chance creator, leading assist provider takes a huge number of shots. He does everything at the highest level. He's probably been the player of the tournament. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. And maybe in that position, what you can do is is slow and not and not stop him, especially when you're Tavernier, who is more of a wing-back, I think. Um, he's a fantastic wing-back. But, um, you know, that's what you can do, really, is, is try and slow him down. And I thought Rangers did a good job of that, did a good job after the early pressure of at least holding the ball for long periods. Yeah. I think... You know, this was going to be a game where for them it was going to be capitalising on, you know, mistakes, on errors. They did that. And then for a moment, it, like everything might have changed. But, you know, unfortunately, they made one of those mistakes as well. And then they made the only one in the shootout. Yeah, well, you know, pair everybody here regarding the recap and talking about this final. We do have our, our favourites in terms of who you know, spoke out. It definitely, as the game developed, a lot of uh, comments on Kevin Trapp. We're talking, of course, about Costage, but, you know, there could be other contenders. Who is your man of the match, everybody? Would love to hear your thoughts. I thought, uh, you know, just for that save alone towards the end of the game, Kevin Trapp probably deserves it. But, you know, we we are welcoming everything else. Uh, Saf, uh, Rafa Santo Jorge, what an introduction to Europe for him. You know, the things that he has done in this competition, not just the final. I wanted to just quickly talk about Rangers for a second because even though they've lost this game, it has been a remarkable journey, James Bench. Uh, this 10-year journey was 10 years ago when they went into uh, administration. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, demoted to Scottish League 2 after going into administration in 2012. The year later after that, they were champions of League 2. Then uh, the champions of, uh, obviously, the Premiership in 2014. Then the championship winners uh in 2016 2021 
They were Premier League champions, uh, the first since 2011, and then the Europa League final. So there are things that have been getting better. And and this season, even, actually, you know, Steven Gerrard left for Aston Villa and then Giovanni Van Bronckhorst had to come in. You know, so, you know, obviously they didn't win the Premiership this season. Uh, that's Celtic. But still, though, uh, quite, quite, a, quite a 10 years, James Bench. I mean, it, it, it's remarkable. I think one thing we have to say is in the context of Scottish football, mm. once it became clear that they could continue as a going concern, that they would have Ibrox, that they would have the name, you know, and all these things were up for debate back in the summer of 2012. You know, I kind of remember that, you know, there were conversations about would we ever see Rangers again or would they go straight back into the Scottish Premiership because how could Scottish football survive with just one of Celtic or Rangers? But, you know, I would say it's, once the ship was steadied, once the climb started, it was always going to end domestically at where they are now in this duopoly with Celtic. It's just the nature of Scottish football. But what we have to say is this was never supposed to happen. Not mm. only, you know, this was so beyond the realms of likelihood that UEFA have just invented another competition for teams like Celtic and Rangers. You know, this is what the Conference League's for, not the Europa League. You know, Rangers, as I said earlier, they have a turnover of fifty million pounds. Their squad is full of real talent, but it's not players that they can spend £10 million on. You know, yeah. Joe, Joe Aribo picked mm. him up from Charlton. Uh, Calvin Bassey as well, out of the Leicester Academy. Connor Goldson, as I mentioned, you know, he'd helped Brighton into the Premier League, but but not an established player there. And then you've got a 40-year-old goalkeeper, a 37-year-old midfielder uh, in Stephen Davis as well. There's quite a few players that you look at and go, I thought you retired a decade ago. Yeah, and I thought he left after he left Villa. I was like, I thought you were done, man. <laughs> you scored a really good penalty today. Michael, anything on that? Because Rangers, pretty impressive uh, in this oh, last season. Oh, man. Was- what, uh, you know, as, weird, as, Benj, as I was listening to you talk so eloquently about the last 10 years, and I just started reminiscing. And when I, when I came into this final, I – poured my coffee this morning. I turned on the radio and I'm musically just inclined when it comes to football. And I just closed my eyes and I thought the Rangers and I thought, turn around <laughs> every now and then I get a little bit. Oh, I know, but it wasn't to be today. <laughs> they didn't sing that at your wedding today, Michael. No, 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 no. Morally, you didn't sing that at your wedding, did you, Michael? I'd, be, I'd ban myself from the show. <laughs> I'd go from friend of the show to... No more friend of the show. Yeah, yeah. I well, like, I, I, Benj, I know you're. <laughs> I yeah. know you're with me. We no, have a it, on our music here. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's it's been just miraculous to see not just what they've done in the last decade, but to see what they were able to do. I'm going to go back to November 11th, a day for Rangers fans that could have been a day that all Rangers fans lived in infamy, when a certain Birmingham club poached a one Stephen Raymond Gerrard. Not sure if his middle name. Yeah, I was going to say, his name his middle name. I don't know yet. My, my guy at the British Embassy. That would be amazing. My guy at the British Embassy tells me so. <laughs> no, but when your manager who's just helped you win the premiership departs for a job that is George, a great job. Yeah, oh, George. Ooh, Raymond, close. Um, Stephen George Jared. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. When your that's manager right. leaves at the start of a promising season, that is really hard. I'm defeated, by the way. And yeah, nine times out of ten, it you just catapult into just dismay. Mm. And full credit to Gio Van Bronckhorst. This guy is a Champions League winner. He was one Aryan Robin 1v1 breakaway miss away from being a World Cup champion. This guy's a winner. He's won at just about every single level, and he's bringing that sense of belief 
to Rangers of not only can we compete domestically, but now we can compete in Europe's biggest competitions. And that's the Rangers of old, you know, and it's just, it's, it's the, just the stuff romantics and romanticism about football is made of. Yeah. You can see why, um, Manchester City have been sort of spoken about as I mean that there, there was a time when the conversation was City view Van Bronckhorst as one of the potential Guardiola successes and I mean obviously you know it's kind of hard to judge based on Scottish Premiership football and you know being underdogs in European competitions how he might fare in the Premier League although you know we see from Gerard there's something interesting there so and we've seen from likes of Brendan Rodgers as well yeah. this can be a good leaping point um, leaping off point. And I, I'm sure we're going to see that with some of these players. I mean, the one that we haven't mentioned that I've been kind of saying, you can't let this player pass by, Ryan Kent. Yes. Yeah, you know, player. I mean, he, he's Former kind of... Former academy really... player at Liverpool, I believe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm. yeah. And I've always thought, I mean, this is kind of a, a very particular thing that maybe if Aaron West is watching, I'm sure he'll get. Mm. He's a sort of FIFA ultimate team player. You know, he is... Five-star dribbling, five-star weak foot. But then you think, ah, yeah, but, you know, actually, is this going to matter on the pitch? <laughs> but it is. It's that five-star dribbling, the five-star yeah. skill moves and weak foot. He he gets you up off your seat. He was the one, you know, mentioned at the time, lucky enough to be at Ibrox for the, the second leg of the semi-final. Every time he got the ball, you know, it, it quietens for a split second of, of excitement and anticipation, waiting for what he's going to do. In a... He is going to go a long way. And Rangers and Celtic, they both understand now and have enjoyed success in Europe by being a feeder club. And that's, you know, that that is sadly where the economics of the game means they will be. And Ryan Kent will move on. Aribo, Glenn Kamara, so many good players that top European teams should be going, I want them. Mm. Um, You know, this this might be the kind of the flashing moment of Rangers. And it's a shame for them that it didn't end in a trophy, but, but what a team and what a ride. It, as we're talking about these sort of players, the Kents, the Aribos moving on, if you're Giovanni Bronkhorst, what do you do to keep these players? Because it's one thing to get this group to reach a final and you come up short, but now there's going to be teams you're interested. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I tried to call Ten Hag on his personal, but he blocked <laughs> me again. So, you know, I might have to get someone else, you know, my guy at the embassy again, you're over two, bud. Sorry. But, I, I'm just I'm thinking just longer term is there should be a sense of excitement for Rangers fans. I know it's just heartache tonight. It's going to be heartache for a short while until the next season starts up. But these are young players, young talent. If Van Broncos can find a way to keep them and keep them inspired and keep them believing the Rangers is where they need to be for one more season, they're going to be scary in this competition again. Well, I'll tell you something. They got, you know, they have a Scottish Cup to think about because they're facing hearts as well. So they got, they got to turn, you know, whatever they're thinking about it, this hangover very quickly. But I think coming second in the Scottish Premiership, obviously, it's always a, a two-horse race, uh, almost always. So, you know, that should be an incentive in terms of European competition for next season. But yeah, there's a lot to ponder here within this very, very talented squad. By the way, I just want to make something clear to those that may not know. Scotland did not want Rangers to win. I just want to tell you that, okay? <laughs> like, like I, I don't, I don't want you to think that you know this romantic, uh, neutral people are thinking, "Oh, come on, right?" No, Scotland 
did not want Rangers to win. I just want to remind that to everybody. Okay, I had many comments reminding reminding me that of Twitter. I have a lot of Scottish friends that were just like, "No, come on, Frankfurt," because you know they are. Imagine United in the nineties. It's like times a million over there. Them, mm. uh, you know, that there is definitely like a lot of resentment, right, if, James Minch? I know that you wanted to add something. To this. Yeah, if I can give you an example on that. Obviously, going back into to that semi final, um, my grandmother grew up in in Sulkets, which is, is near, um, which is near, uh, near Glasgow, uh, Kelly clan. Um, those of you that kind of are from, let's say Ireland or Scotland will immediately kind of know a little bit about her from that surname, but Catholic background, mm. Celtic fan. And I rang her, I'd, I'd not been to Glasgow in a very long time. And I rang her and said, oh, I'm in Glasgow. She's oh, lovely. What are you doing there? And I sort of said, oh, I went to the Rangers game and it was just, and I, you know, the woman's 96 years old and I've never heard her as angry at me. <laughs> as, uh, she was, And she said, you know, if my brother, uh, her brother had, had, you know, season ticket at Celtic, kind of knew everyone who was everyone at, at Celtic. She sort of said, if he was still alive, he'd never speak to you again, <laughs> just for going oh to Ibex. God. And I was like, it was there for work. And she's like, oh, maybe speak to you in a year. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the many stories like it's something there's something very special as well about Scottish football culture. I always compare it a little bit to South American. The passion is uh, is incredible. But yes, make no mistake about it. Almost all of Scotland is happy about this uh, result today. I just want to remind everybody. All right. We want to wrap things up here, by the way. Uh, by giving you some more information. Remember the Paramount Plus $100 gift card. Please throw them in the comment section if you watch or listen to this later on. We've got the Alex Ferguson documentary, by the way, on Paramount Plus. Speaking of all of this, regarding the sectarian divide as well, there's a lot in there, uh, including all those matches. And we have some much more action coming your way. We've got two more UEFA finals to cover next week as well. The Conference League as well. Roma against Feyenoord. Uh, and we also have uh, a, a little game, I think, uh, Real Madrid against Liverpool. As we speak, Liverpool are still going for that quadruple. Uh, I mean, it's it's going to be almost impossible, almost impossible to make it happen. But we will see. But they still have a Champions League final against Real Madrid. And who knows, a certain Kylian Mbappé might announce uh, a new club. Uh, but James Bench, uh, you know, Pretty remarkable the fact that we still got two UEFA Cup finals. Conference League, give me a and Champions League final. Give me some quick thoughts on both, and then Michael jumps. I mean, the Conference League final looks like a great looks like a great little spectacle. I cannot wait to see how Jose Mourinho is if he can say he is the first manager to have won every UEFA competition. He will he's be going to post that oh, all God. over Instagram when he says oh, this. Man. It's the first he's got for this <laughs> UEFA Conference League. Um, my big theory on Kylian Mbappe, if I were in charge of Real Madrid, I know mm -hmm. this is the Champions League final. I know that Nasser Al-Khalifi wishes that Bruce Springsteen was playing in the Champions League um, final halftime show. I have a better plan. Okay. It's the it's the Stade de France. This is Kylian Mbappe's ends. Mm. You know, this is prime Mbappe territory. This is the ideal opportunity for some all world posting. So mm. not posting, all world trolling and posting. Yeah. Um, half time on the pitch in Saint Denis. Get Mbappe out. Announce him on the pitch. <laughs> we all know. Yep. That. Just imagine how angry PSG would be. Imagine uh. Johnson's little face in the press box. <laughs> as you can see Mbappe 
seven round Madrid. Just a massive troll. Just put just uh, parachute. Just parachute him in in the at the halfway line, wearing a Real Madrid shirt. That'll be absolutely ridiculous. Michael, what are you looking forward to in these next uh, finals? Ben, Benj, I I love that. I'm having flashbacks to when Borussia Dortmund were playing Bayern Munich in the 2013 final at at Wembley. And what does Bayern do? They announce <laughs> Borussia Dortmund's one of their best players, Mario Götze, right before the final. And they're <laughs> playing the team. And it's the biggest piss take. And that's extra worse in Germany because they announced yeah. this of like eight months before. They, <laughs> they announced him and showed him at the match as a Bayern Munich player. That is world-class <laughs> trolling. And hey, these mind games work like a charm yeah. for the conference league. I, I think it, it, it's just so funny and a trophy is a trophy and European trophies are everything. But I think it is so interesting that we're, we were talking earlier about this competition was made for the Rangers and Celtics to get into Europe and win something. Yeah. And now the special one is I'm winning or winning potentially has a chance to win this trophy but what if he loses? Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not going to disregard Feyenoord because they're a what very good team loses? in this competition. They play very attractive football. It would just be, I just, I'm with James Bench. The moment Justin Mourinho wins this trophy, just mute him on Instagram because it's uh, going to be, oh, or maybe not. Maybe you're all about it. I'm I'm all about no, the Justin Mourinho chaos. I, 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 I don't mind. I don't mind. I, Champions I'm League final, though. Real Madrid against Liverpool. A massive, massive game. You can watch it exclusively on Paramount Plus, CBS Sports, CBS Sports HQ. We're going to have all the coverage next week, by the way. We're all over this, all over this. The entire gang, we're going to talk about every single final. We're going to lead up to the Champions League final and much, much more. So make sure that you stay tuned because it's going to be... Ooh, baby, fantastic. Maybe not as good as killing him a pair parachuting himself in the middle of that. But <laughs> boy, oh boy, I'm with you, James. I think that would be kind of amazing. All righty. Well, that's it, everybody. Thank you so much for this show. Don't forget, we've got a Paramount Plus gift card to give away, so make sure that you throw that in in the comments section. But final thoughts before we say goodbye. James Bench, final thoughts, my friend. Yeah, we have, uh, just mostly to keep this going so people can still enter for that gift card. Um, we haven't really talked about the penalties too much because I have a, mm. I have a pet peeve okay. with the penalty Aaron Ramsey took. I should also say penalty footballers now are greater penalties unless Bryce Sanders against them. Yeah. Um, if you're uh, uh, Mike Lahoud as a professional footballer, maybe you can correct me on this. I just think if you're taking a penalty down the middle, which I actually I think is a really good idea, hit it high, hit it high enough that it can't just, hit the goalkeeper's legs because that's really what I happened. hate down the middle penalties yeah I I Alan Shearer used to take them and the goalkeepers would just like dive out of the way because they're yeah, but like Alan Shearer the thing about Alan Shearer's penalties is you knew where it was going you just couldn't stop it yeah. he yeah. just smashed it he smashed it it was beautiful Michael jump in yeah uh, no I, I I hate going down the middle the, the the penalty kick takers that go down the middle they they have cojones the size of subwoofers in the back of my truck <laughs> which are big. <laughs> you got to have the confidence to do that. If you're in Aaron, Aaron Ramsey did not look confident going up and look, it's Aaron Ramsey. This guy has scored on the international level. He's when he plays for Wales, that ball goes in the top corner. Apparently for Rangers, it doesn't. And he, he didn't look confident going on. And those are the gambles that you take as a manager. What struck me more Rangers three or three, all penalty kick takers were all right footed. Mm. That gives the goalkeeper Time after time after time of studying where to go. Especially someone like Kevin Trapp. Yeah, that's correct. And, and then Frankfurt, 
three of their PK takers left-footed, two righties, mm-hmm. and they all interchanged them. Yeah, Keeps you second-guessing if you're a goalkeeper. The majority of them were very, very good, but then down yeah. the middle ones, I'm not uh, I'm not too... All right, well, final thoughts, Michael LaHood, before we say goodbye. Oh, you know, the first of three European trophies are in the bag, and, you know, I'm, this is a good thing for football. I think it's a good thing that... The Bundesliga is getting the love it deserves for the, the just the the uptick in competition that it's shown yeah. this year, and it makes me happy to see what happens next year for this competition. I, I hope that the viewership was through the roof, and it was good to see a team like Rangers, just the romantic journey that's been from ten years ago getting to a final. And hey, let's do it again next year. I love it. I love it. Well, that was it. That was a Europa League final recap. Eintracht Frankfurt victorious. Congratulations to the Eagles. James Bench. Make sure to follow his content and James Bench as well on CBS Sports and Michael LaHood as well. Mike LaHood as well on Twitter. Don't forget about the Paramount Plus gift card. We've got a few given away. And like I said, we have plenty more to come, including our weekend preview as we divulge into the final, the final days, the final games to see, you know, what the titles, where they will conclude because it's not just the Premier League. Serie A as well is very, very tasty with both teams in Milan. All right, well, that is it. Thank you so much, LME here, Michael LaHood, James Bench, Jonathan Johnson earlier. Have a fantastic rest of your evening or day and make sure to follow us, Kegolasso Pod on Twitter, youtube.com forward slash Kegolasso. Have a fantastic day, evening. Till then, bye-bye. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.